Okay, thank you, Anna. Well, good afternoon. Uh, welcome. This is our third and final virtual open house to discuss the hiring process and the interview process for Kirkland Fire. Uh, my name is Deputy Chief Dave Van Valkenburg. Uh, I'll be starting off with a little bit of information. Uh, Anna Grimes, Lieutenant Hernandez, and Captain Lim will also be participating. They'll introduce themselves each when it's their turn. Uh, I do want to share real quick, this is being recorded. So if you are uncomfortable with that, you can opt out of the meeting now. But we want to make sure everybody knows that we're recording this one and then this, the link to this meeting will be shared with everybody on the list. So again, the goal of our meeting, right, we want to share a little bit of insight into our hiring process and our interview process and give you some ideas of of what we look for when we interview and maybe some ideas on how you may be able to prepare yourself. Um, no matter who you are or, what, or how you're progressing, there's always areas you can improve in your interview skills and we wanna set you for up for success. So we wanna share a little bit of information with you. Currently Kirkland, because of, the, because of Prop 1 and some uh, the support of the city that we're very thankful for, we will be hiring 20 firefighters over the next two and a half to three years. Um, those will be in groups of minimum of five. Uh, some flexibility in there so we can also hire for attrition based on academies. So this process moving forward, we hope to make uh, formal job offers by September 1st. You'll start the academy in January of 2021. Um, we understand that our process is lengthy and a little bit slower than others, but we're trying to plan far enough in advance that we can fulfill the promises we've made to the public and that we've made to city council as far as hiring. Um, and we're confident that Kirkland Fire Department stands above the rest and that if you accept a job offer with us, that we are attractive enough that you'll stay with us until the academy starts. Um, a couple of things to talk about on the process side. So your written score, once you are at this point, you've been invited for an interview, starting in, less, <laughs> starting in a week. Uh, once you've been invited for an interview, your written score really doesn't matter to us that much. Your written score is your golden ticket to the chocolate factory. And then after that, it's up to you with how well you represent yourself, how well you communicate um, as to whether or not you move on. So our hiring timeline, like I said, is September 1st. Part of that hiring timeline will include a conditional job offer. That conditional job offer is based on you passing a medical exam, a physical exam, a psychological exam, and a PT assessment. And the purpose of the PT assessment is you will be doing weekly uh, or bi-weekly combat course challenges while you're in the academy and you'll be doing daily workouts. And we wanna make sure that you're set up for success before you enter the academy and you know the expectations for physical fitness to make you successful in the academy. So that, that PT assessment is 25 sit-ups in 90 seconds. 25 push-ups in 60 seconds, pull-ups with an underhand grip. You have to do as many as you can, but one is the minimum. And then you have to do a two-mile run in 18 minutes. So I'm going to say that one more time. 25 sit-ups in 90 seconds, 25 push-ups in 60 seconds, as many pull-ups as you can do with an underhand grip, and a two-mile run in less than 18 minutes. The mile run, one of the questions from previous events, the, the, mile, the two mile run is done on a track. So let's talk about what a candidate might look like. So the, the candidate that we're looking to hire is a mature adult 
that's service oriented, that understands what it means to, to put the community first, how to be a team player, has some life experiences, is able to communicate, and they're adaptable and they have an open or a growth mindset as it, as it applies to learning. Everything is an opportunity to learn, grow, and improve. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Anna. And when I, I forgot to mention before we go on, as you have questions, please type them in the chat box. Don't worry about when you start, we will scroll through them from beginning to end and answer your questions um, once we're done with our, with our short presentation. So Anna. All right, thank you, Chief. Uh, I am Anna Grimes. I'm the admin assistant to the fire chiefs here for Kirkland Fire and sort of the um, coordinator and hiring manager for this uh, hiring process. I'm just gonna go over some housekeeping things, some of the dates and the bullet points that we really wanna drive home about the process and make sure that you all understand fully so that there's no surprises along the way. Um, we're starting with 300 applicants again this year. Um, we've been able to expand our process from 200 in the beginning about four years ago. And um, we're getting good results. So we wanna keep doing it this way, but it does require a lot of uh, coordination and cooperation from all of you as well. Um, I want to ask that you all read the information that's sent out to you and in, in the invitations and the FAQs and really consider your commitment to the process. Uh, we know it's extensive and time consuming and this year we have really quick turnaround times in between the interview sessions. Um, so, you know, take that into account and really look at it. All the dates are there and we'll go through them again, but really think about whether or not this is something that you can commit to for the whole time. Um, the only variance between all the interviews this year are for the details are the amount of time you get the questions previous to your actual interview. Everything else that I'm going to say here applies to every part of the interview process. So I'll get started with just the basic dates and bullet points. Um, the speed round, as you all know, is March 8th, 9th, 18th, and 19th. The first panel interview will be March, April 1st, and the second panel interview will be April 12th, 13th. 15th and 16th. Uh, following that, the chief's interviews get scheduled as needed and they will be uh, May and possibly into June, depending on when the civil service list gets certified. Um, all the that will not change and you can reference changes, the poll times to reflect in when you are viewing the poll selection. When you get to Washington, make sure that you know exactly what time you're supposed to be here. You know Doodle doesn't send a confirmation, but you link to go back and look at everybody to choose from, plus a couple of people. Uh, we don't add extra days or extra previous round that we'll be interviewing. Um, another part of that, it sounds blunt, but it's true. We're inviting you to our process. We've already, in a way that we know works for us, and we're inviting you to come participate. Um, um, and, and the same for everybody, and the majority of people are, if you, know, you want to participate, you'll show up in person. Um, again, we have quick turnaround times between interviews, so if you have to leave the process or anything changes for you, let me know as soon as you can, and uh, we'll get you squared away. This is, it's hard to sit and wait to hear how you did, um, but avoid emailing the admin asking if you made it to the next round previous to the day that you will be told you'll hear by. Uh, you will receive an email from us with an invitation if you make it to the next round by the date and timeframe that we give you in the FAQ. In timeframe, it's safe to assume you didn't make it. Uh, see, for arriving last year, you know that you have to bring a mask and you have to bring your phone there. That's your ticket to get in the door to participate in the interview. This is the upper lot, south is the lower lot, south entrance, all the signs will be on the door. There's a ring doorbell at each different department. Um, and they, 
I will come to the door or bang to the door and let you in at the appropriate time. Being done before you get allowed into the building so that we can just take a quick look at EMTs or paramedics and, and are in contact with people um, who possibly may be questions you'll answer in the health screening. You might have your working conditions, but you're in full care and we'll be on our way. It's what we did. Let me know that if you have a red chain and we'll get you set up. Once we get you into the waiting room interview, for the other interviews, like I said, it'll be 15 minutes for the second round round. For this round, and think about what you want to say and get out to me, get your information, the interview, and then when it will give you directions to exit the building, lessen the amount of exposure and um, um, communication between each person. So don't be surprised if they tell you to exit a different door that you came in at. That's going to be kind of the go thing really for that, for arriving. Plan ahead. We don't really have to reschedule or so if you're worried about traffic, just come early. 90% of city hall is working from home. We have tons of parking. Get here really early. You can hang out in your car. If you need to use the restroom, then you can come and ring, ring the doorbell or just wait till I come to the door for another group. I'll let you in. You can do that and then you can go back to waiting. That's totally fine. Um, but make sure you get here on time and show up early. Uh, let's see, calling, if you're running late and you try to call my desk phone, I'm not going to be able to answer it because I won't be at my desk and I'm going to be working down in the basement of City Hall doing the interviews all day. So I'm not going to get that till the end of the day anyway. Um, so just make sure that you're here on time. And my last two reminders are Kirkland is not doing ride-alongs or station tours because of COVID, but when we are back to doing that, once you're in the hiring process and you receive the invite email, you are in the process and we do not do station tours or ride-alongs for people um, who are active candidates. So um, that kind of interaction with PFD personnel prohibited. Uh, whether or not you have friends that you know that work here or somebody that knows somebody and you wanna contact and ask them about stuff, that's totally on you. Sometimes it's a positive and sometimes it's not, but that's, that's the risk that, you know, it's up to you to take. And the last thing is, and we want you to be successful, uh, part of that success is how mission that's given to you. Mind that someday we might be your co-work officers. Fire for 15 years, nine years have uh, also been expected. Uh, generally speaking, uh, high uh, for male, males kind of business professional, uh, clean shaven. You think uh, a professional firefighter would look uh, like. That represents what you think about this process and, and what you think about the job. So really try to look your best, uh, preparing specifically for the internet and going and be myself and for the fire department. Uh, but it, in this process, because it's, a, and so how do you overcome that? You know, in the fire service, we train and we practice and in sports teams, they practice. So uh, I really encourage you all to uh, practice your interview skills before you come in that day. Um, I would videotape uh, yourself. Uh, that can be a really helpful tool in seeing, you know, how your facial expressions are, what you do with your hands, is your tone good, are you speaking too fast? Uh, it's uh, a great way to, to improve your interview skills. I would practice speaking out loud as much as possible. Uh, I would practice with friends and family, significant others, uh, maybe other firefighters that you know. Um, you know, when I was going through the process, I would, you know, practice interview questions like a little bit every day. And, you know, maybe while I'm in the shower, I would go over, you know, a couple questions or on the, on the drive uh, to work, I practice. Uh, it's just different saying it out loud versus 
uh, saying it in your head. And the more practice you have, the, the, the better you'll do. Um, there's kind of three stages of how prepared you are for the interview process that I've seen in the past. Uh, you know, the first stage being not very prepared at all. And uh, we can kind of tell in those interview processes, people just have a really hard time, you know, being themselves, being comfortable in their skin and being able to re really represent themselves well. Uh, there's kind of this in between being prepared, you put a little time in and, uh, you know, you know your information, but not very well. And so those people tend to kind of sound robotic or uh, just regurgitating, you know, memorized answers. And those people tend not to do well either. Uh, but the people that do really well seem to be the people that have prepared uh, a good amount. And once you get to that stage, you can kind of be comfortable in your own skin. You can talk uh, at, a, at a good pace and your delivery is just so much better. And the delivery is just really important. It's just as important as your, your content that you're saying um, in the interview. Um, you know, as you're preparing uh, and practicing, I would think of kind of different buckets of information. Uh, you know, I would think of different characteristics that you have that you think would uh, do well as a firefighter. And I would think of examples or past experiences uh, that you can draw from. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, some buckets that I would think of are like work ethic, integrity, uh, teamwork, working well with others. Uh, here in Kirkland, we really value uh, the ability to get along with others, especially people from different backgrounds. Uh, we have a pretty diverse group of people. Um, we also really value physical fitness. And so there's definitely going to be some sort of questions about physical fitness. So having something like that prepared uh, in your interview process um, and also maybe some skill sets that you think would do well as a firefighter. Uh, yeah, this will really help with your delivery. Uh, and like I said before, your delivery is just as important as your content. And uh, yeah, prepare, practice, um, and uh, that'll help you definitely with your process. Uh, and that's it for me. I'm gonna pass it on to Lieutenant Fernandez. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Lieutenant John Hernandez and I've been with the department almost 14 years now. I've been on the hiring committee for about the past five years and I've sat on speed rounds and long interviews and I'll be on one of the panels this year and so I may see you there. I'm gonna talk briefly about what we consider to be a good answer in Kirkland and then I'm gonna give you guys a couple of things to avoid that we see commonly trip uh, candidates up. One thing I wanna mention is we're specifically, we, are, we don't look for one type of candidate here in Kirkland. We're really looking for well-rounded individuals that can bring something unique to our department. So we really wanna see you bring that to the interview. Don't try and answer questions how you think we wanna hear or what we th you think we're looking for because that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for you. We wanna know who you are and we wanna know more about your background. Uh, we do want you to be successful in the interview. If we could pass all 300 of you onto the second round, we would, but we have people that just don't come prepared and they don't pass the interview. So that's how it gets necked down. But we don't have a certain number. We're not taking 300 to this interview and we're going to automatically cut it down to 100 for the next interview. If 285 of you pass, everybody's moving. So that's one thing I wanted to be sure to mention. So in Kirkland, uh, something that we consider to be a good answer would be thinking of a question to have two parts. 
So you want to give us kind of the answer to the question, but then we want to hear a way that you relate that back to your life. We want to hear a story, um, something about you or something that can tie it into the department. So a question, for example, would be, um, you know, if you hear a question is, what is a strength or weakness for you? Don't just rattle off, you know, I'm a hard worker, I'm a self-starter, I have a positive attitude. Those are great, but we wanna know where those have come into play. So if you say you're a hard worker, tell us a story about some time you worked unbelievably hard and how you recognize that by working hard, that is also something that would come into play in the fire department because you're gonna be working hard some days, you might be up all night. And so tie those examples in as best you can. Uh, along with that question, if it's give us a weakness that you have, please make sure to give us a weakness that you're working on overcoming. Don't just give us a weakness and then be done. If your weakness is you don't speak a second language, then talk about how you're overcoming that. Are you taking classes? Are you working on that? Is that something you're striving to do? A lot of times somebody will come in and give us a weakness and then they just drop. Like my weakness is my fitness and then they stop. And then we're like, well, are you working on that? Give us more to that question. If fitness is your weakness, tell us about your training program. What are you doing to better yourself? Um, a couple of things to avoid is a website and annual report type answers. Those are kind of checkbox answers. A lot of times people will hear, oh, this department wants to hear keywords and they're just giving you points based on keywords. We don't do that at all. So if you see us writing something down, or if you don't see us writing something down, it doesn't mean it has anything to do with what you just said. We might be not writing down because we're so interested in the story you're telling us. Uh, I've sat in interviews where somebody, I, I can see them, they're, they're looking to see if I'm checking boxes as they're saying words, and we don't do that at all. So don't, it's, it come, we can tell when that's what you're doing. A perfect example of this would be uh, if the question is, why do you want to work for the city of Kirkland? And then you start reciting back what you memorized on the internet, right? We have, you know, one ladder truck, we've got a water rescue program, we have 21 miles of shoreline, we have a 405 freeway and the 520 freeway. Those are great. Those are great things about Kirkland, but why do you want to work for us? Um, and that question can really trip people up because I've actually sat on a panel and had somebody give us all those website answers and then at the end say, and your chief, and gave us the wrong chief's name because the chief had already retired and the website hadn't been updated. So really think about how you're answering these questions. Uh, one other thing to avoid is if you run short a little bit, I believe the first interview is seven minutes. If you get done at five minutes, it's okay to be done at five minutes. Uh, don't try and just fill time for two minutes because you think that that's gonna better your score. So if you get out and you say what you wanted to say and you feel comfortable with that, by all means, it's okay. And then a couple of tips that I have uh, personally are very similar to Captain Lim's. Uh, record yourself, listen to yourself, play it back, listen to your quirks, your ums, your pauses, get comfortable. It's really painful to listen to yourself recorded, but it will help in the interview process. Another thing is when you leave the interview, I always recommend that you go out to your car and write down the questions that were asked and then write down what you said. Because if you can go back and study that, you'll, you'll see a lot of interview questions are very similar from department to department. And you'll start to pick up on things that you should have mentioned. Oh, I said this, but I really meant to say this. And so then you can start to develop 
answers to those type of questions. Uh, think about a few different stories that can be used in different situations. So if you have something great that's happened in your life, um, think about how to condense it down to maybe a 30 second or one minute story and then work that into one of the questions. There's always a way to work in a great life story into one of the questions somewhere in the interview. And then finally, one thing that I really recommend is having a good closing statement. So most departments will end an interview with, do you have anything to add or do you have any questions? That's a great time to give us a 30 second um, kind of a closing statement about yourself or why it is you wanna work for us. So if we didn't ask you why you wanna work for Kirkland, in 30 seconds at the end, you could say, I just really wanna say thanks for the opportunity to interview. One thing that I really wanted to stress was why I wanna work for Kirkland and it's for these reasons. And then give us a good statement, give us something there at the end. Uh, and then when in doubt, uh, hire an interview coach. If you are struggling to pass the interviews and it's time and time again, and you're not getting passed or you're not getting high enough, think about hiring an interview coach, do a little research, find one that will help customize your life and your answers to department questions. Um, we've had some people that come through and we can tell who's used the same coach because their questions are exactly this, their answers are exactly the same, almost word for word for the question. So they're just memorized answers um, that somebody fed them. So if you do hire a coach, find somebody that will really cater to your life and change it around. Uh, I was having trouble getting through some of the interviews. Um, I'd pass some and some I just wouldn't get quite high enough. Then I hired a coach. I looked around, found a great coach and um, it made all the difference. I went like one, five and one on the next three interviews and got a job right away. So those are things that uh, we look for. Hopefully that helps a little bit. And I think the chief might have something to say here at the end. And we're more than happy to spend a half an hour or so answering questions. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, gentlemen. I just want to reiterate something that Lieutenant Hernandez said. When you get asked a question, so if the question is asking you sure that you're what were your behaviors, good or bad? I'm just going to ask you questions about, tell us the time you were outstanding public servant in the, in the interview process. And last, answer the question first, come behavior, what'd you learn and how does it apply to be a firefighter? Okay. Scroll through our questions. Um, so Lieutenant Hernandez or Captain Lim, I'm going to let you take the first one because you're in the room way more than I am. Sure. All right. So this sounds good. Go ahead, John. Yeah. And then uh, you can take the second because that's right up your alley there. Uh, so the first question Parker, is what are some key? Uh, so just thrown out at this point, the next phase of the interview is the speed round. That's you won't get a grade on that. It's just strictly pass fail. The second round is also pass fail. And then the third round is the actual scoring room. You're coming back and it's uh, along with that, I guess, is if you hear the same question asked, it's okay to answer it the same that you did in the previous interview, because that question might've been asked in your interview, your question, your answer, sorry, might've been so fantastic that that's what moved you forward. So be sure to not think, oh, I already answered this question one way. I can't say that I can't answer it that way. You, It's okay to do that. So a couple of key factors that have not, advanced candidates, it's usually preparation. And along with that goes just the inability to get the information or the answer out to us. Um, if we ask you to tell us about yourself and you only tell us your little bit of, you know, 
a little bit of your life and not more about you, that that would definitely not get you as much or as many points, I would say. Uh, along with that, if we ask you to tell us about yourself and you know you only talk about firefighting, we want to hear everything, right? If the question is, tell us about yourself, start where you're from, you know? I grew up in Eastern Washington. I moved here, I moved there. You know, my life has led me down this journey and here I am in front of you today. So hopefully that helps a little bit, but mostly it's a lack of preparation that, that fails to move people forward in the interview round. Yeah, and, and I'll add a little bit to that. Uh, the scoring round is, is the last round as Lieutenant Hernandez was saying. And so that kind of funnel gets tighter and tighter as you go on, you know, the speed round is the easiest one to pass. And then the next round is a little bit easier. And the last round is kind of that last hurdle and usually kind of make the list. And our lists have generally not been in incredibly large. And uh, a lot of those people end up getting picked up by us or someone else. So it's the hardest one to, to pass. And in the past, the people that have failed that round and, uh, and other rounds actually is, is just their kind of what Lieutenant Hernandez was saying, their content either was uh, not good or didn't seem like they would be a good firefighter and the characteristics they portrayed or their delivery was was not good so it's usually one of those two things uh i'll go on to the next question can Hold you explain a little... before you yeah sure before you, i want to i want to echo something the lieutenant hernandez said we hire entry-level firefighters so if you have fire department experience you have ems experience amr rural metro volunteer whatever it is it's okay to mention it. It's okay to say, to, to use it in, and as one of your questions, but it should not be question and your interview. So if you could ask a question about here for the last two years with uh, the team atmosphere, working together, learning together, um, you know, we, we've bonded, we've, we've meshed, um, and I've learned this, this, and this, that's okay. But the other five questions better not have a fire department element in the answer. And I and I, I say this a little bit tongue in cheek. We don't care. You academy, you'll go to EMT class. You will learn the Kirkland way of doing business and the Kirkland way of performing fire and EMS skills. Okay, that you have a reference point, but it can't be the. That is one that I know has gotten people in trouble in the past. Talk about other life experiences. Uh, can you explain a little bit about Kirkland's hazmat crew number of members? Do they only respond to Kirkland or do they respond to neighboring areas? Is that part of the department expected to grow? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on the hazmat tech team. I'm actually at the station right now. So this year we just established a hazmat station. Uh, we're hoping to get some sort of rig here soon. Uh, we have more than nine uh, techs, but that's the minimum we have in the, in the department. Uh, right now. And yeah, it's a, we hope it'll continue to grow and get better. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect as a, a entry level firefighter that you would uh, get on the hazmat tech team uh, early on. There's a lot of things to learn in other areas, but um, yeah, we're active member in zone one uh, hazmat uh, team. All right, next question. As a part of the health screening prior to entrance of City Hall, is recent travel out of state something that will cause failure of the health screening? I don't think yeah. so, unless- Anna, yeah. Anna better answer that one. Yeah, no, no, that, that won't be an issue. It's the health screening is just a handful of questions. It's, are you symptomatic? Um, have you been around somebody that you know has tested, tested positive? 
or have you been around somebody who you know you think might have tested positive or are you waiting for a result but it, it has nothing to do with travel so you should be fine there is the ladder truck staff with only technical rescue certified personnel uh yes uh we have techs outside of the ladder but all of our ladder uh trucks are uh, tech rescues certified when will this eligibility list expire? Uh, Chief, you can answer that, but I think it's a year from now. So our list that we um, all but whichever happens first. How flexible do you expect paramedics to be strict or is there cross-staffed engines and lab? Because we're in King County, we are with a tiered response with ALS. So our ALS is provided by King County Medic One, which most of the time is done through the Redmond Fire Department. So if you are a paramedic and you get hired with us, you will be acting as an EMT basic. After, I believe it's five years, you do have the option to test for a paramedic program. And at that point, you would become a King County Medic One employee and you would no longer be a Kirkland Fire Department employee. And we've had a few people do that in years past. We have one going through a paramedic program right now. And it's a great uh, career path if that's the what, what interests you. But for the first few years, you would be strictly a EMT basic and working on cross-staffed engine or on an aid car, depending on the staffing levels for the day. What is the department's work schedule? Uh, we work at 4896. What do you love about the city of Kirkland? Uh, for me personally, I, I just love that uh, it's a good sized city. It's not too large, it's not too small. It has just a little bit of everything. It has the waterfront, it has commercial, it has residential. Um, it has kind of big open uh, land kind of areas. It just really varies in each kind of neighborhood has its own feel. Um, it's really diverse and uh, it's just kind of a cool city. Uh, Lieutenant Hernandez, would you feel comfortable listening to the interview coach? I honestly, it's been 14 years. I remember his name was Rob. Um, if you email the fire recruiting email address on our webpage, I'll see if I can find that email or find his contact information somehow and, and relay it back to you. Uh, how does the Kirkland Fire Department value leadership at different levels? <clears throat> It's a great question. Uh, we are very driven in the leadership from the ground up, I would say. So we have lots of um, specialty teams that are led by firefighters. Our water rescue team is kind of the leader in zone one. We have people that come from all over to train with us and to take our classes. Um, <clears throat> and that was started as kind of a grassroots effort from the firefighters at the ground. We're and worked our way up to the chiefs. Uh, we have great support for programs and for um, becoming leaders in specialties, if that's what interests you. Uh, it doesn't always happen on the first go around, but I think we've pretty much had everything that somebody's brought forward with an idea and a way to make it work has been approved and we have lots of different avenues for that. Captain Lim, are you gonna weigh in at all? 
Yeah, yeah, I could say a little something. Uh, also, yeah, we. So, how do we value it? Uh, I think the admin and uh, the leadership is, is valued greatly. I mean, you're a leader, even as an entry level firefighter. You, uh, you're just bubble is a lot smaller, right? You're probably a leader just to yourself or on an aid call. Um, but as you get more involved, it's it's really uh, a good department to become a, a leader in in anything. So if you have motive, if you're motivated and self starter, um, yeah, it's not a, a very micromanaged like department. You can uh, really uh, lead in a lot of different avenues here. It's it's great uh, to be a leader here. I, I really enjoy it. Chief, you want to add anything? Please, thank you. Um, you know, from from our vantage point, we rely on the leadership. At the, of the rank and file within our organization because we can't be everywhere all the time. And we value and respect the contributions of our employees and what they bring to the department and to the city. Um, so we, we rely on that leadership to serve the public and to protect the image of the fire department. Now, as far as being a recruit, we expect you to be a, a leader within your recruit academy. So that means going above and beyond. That means being the first one out on the drill ground. That means being the last one in. That means picking up the piece of garbage that's blowing across the drill ground. That means recognizing when somebody needs help and putting out a hand and saying, here, take my hand, I'll show you the way. That's what we expect of you as recruits. And if you fail to, to display those behaviors, uh, we will point it out to you. And if you uh, continue to fail those behaviors, we'll have multiple conversations. But we trust you with the name, our name on your patch or our patch name on your shoulder. And we trust you with a lot of equipment and we trust you with the lives of the public. And we expect you to live up to that trust. All right, next question. If selected for the academy and we live out of the area, do you live on site or would we need to move to the area before starting the academy? Uh, I think generally speaking, you have to provide your own place uh, unless Chief, you have something else to add to that. Okay. I would next say- question. Oh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, you know, it depends on where you live, how far out of the area you are. We have people that commute to the academy or that live, you know, uh, Quite a few of our people live in Ellensburg or Bellingham. Uh, the most successful candidates in the academy that do the best live close to the academy. So they're not trying to drive an hour and a half each way every day. So sometimes they'll rent apartments or a couple of guys will get a house. Um, but I would say that being closer to the academy will always be more beneficial to you because there's a lot of study and that goes on. What do you think separates Kirkland from other departments? Uh, for me personally, I, I think it's the, the people within the department, uh, the, the culture of the department. Uh, we just have a strong culture of being very professional and proficient and excellent at our job, uh, while at the same time, uh, kind of having a, a tight knit bond with each other at the department. And um, uh, knowing other departments and other areas, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I, I think we're, uh, we're really good at those those things there. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would say it's the people. <clears throat> I mean, the job from city to city is very similar, but it's the people that make up your department that really make your department what it is. 
Um, you know, we've got just over 100 people, which to me is the perfect size. I can go to work. I know everybody. I know who most of their families are, and I know a lot about everybody at work. So it does feel like a family. Like it was mentioned, we work 4896, so that's a third of your life is at the department. So having that family atmosphere really makes it easier on those long days to be at work, or if it's a holiday and you're at work, to, to be around people that you really enjoy. Is the academy internal to Kirkland or is it joint with surrounding departments? Uh, it is joint with other surrounding departments. Uh, without being too specific, do you have any advice on specific areas or topics we can practice and plan on discussing during the speed round? So the speed round is really, it's short, it's seven minutes, it's three questions, uh, maybe four. It's really getting, just think about, I'm going to have sell myself, not so much on what I've done my entire life. We have lots of time to follow us on you as a person and why we want to tell us about yourself or, you know, I get to bring you back for another interview. What are some key things you expect from your recruit firefighters? Uh, well, we expect them uh, to do well and to be the top of the class and uh, kind of the things that Chief were talking about, being a leader within their recruit class and uh, really honing your skills, uh, coming out of the academy, uh, knowing your stuff and um, being ready to go, uh, being uh, teachable, uh, humble, um, but also like extremely hardworking, the first one up, last one down. Um, yeah, those kind of things. Anything else? Yeah, I would agree with those. Um, being a self-starter is huge in our department. We don't have our day structured hour by hour, so it's up to you out of the academy to create your own schedule kind of workflow, especially as a probationary firefighter, to get all the jobs done that are going to be assigned to you. You have lots of training and studying and workbook kind of material. And so being a self-starter motivated um, will go a long ways in having a very successful first year with us. Uh, will you be asking for a resume at some point during the interview process beyond the speed round? Uh, yes, it is, I think the first, so the first interview after the speed round, is that right? Anna, there'll be instructions, but I know I see a resume at some point. Um, we've done it before where we've had resumes for the third interview, which is the second panel interview. And we've also had it where we don't do resumes. Um, have to go back and look, but you will be instructed. You will, it'll be very clear as day in your FAQ and in the invite, whether or not you bring a resume. So no worries there. And if you bring a resume to the speed round, we're not going to look at it. It'll go right in the trash. Yeah. Yeah, follow the directions. I think that's a, a key thing to learn from that one. No other questions? Oh, there we go. <laughs> are all your members well and healthy? Yes, we are all well and healthy. Um, and most of you probably know that the COVID outbreak kind of originally the spotlight was shown on Kirkland and all of our people are healthy and well at this point. Thanks.
I'm currently in the Air National Guard to do military time off for drills or active duty orders. Does Kirkland offer any military time off or is it easy to take unpaid time off for that time? I think Chief would be better at answering this question, but yes, we, we <laughs> offer some sort of time off for military people. I just don't know how it works. <laughs> so yes, we, we respect and appreciate um, those of us that have served in the military or those of us that are in the, the National Guard or some sort of active reserve. We, we send you, we allow you to go to your training and we allow you to go to your uh, annual two week. You can use military leave for that. It's paid. There's no, there's no real hiccup with that. Um, if you are deployed, um, it gets a bit different because depending upon the length of deployment, there's some benefits issues that are better coordinated through HR than they are through the fire department. However, 99% of the time you're gone on military leave and you continue to, to be paid and have health care and accrue your benefits. Um, now that's not an absolute, but that is most of the time. And we've, we've had some extended deployments um, from folks within our ranks and we appreciate the sacrifice and we do everything we can to support it. Uh, critical incident stress. So we have a peer, we have a peer wellness program um, that is supported by the organization and they will, they are there when our members need them, but we don't force it upon them. So it is a, it is an avenue for people to reach out to if they choose to. And along with that, uh, I mean, there's different levels. I think the most common way is that you just talk with your crew members about uh, difficult calls. And that's probably what is most common of how we deal with. Does KFD provide any reason? We have a DNR agreement, so we can, we can send line EMTs, EMT teams, and some miscellaneous overhead out during the season. We also have been sending a Type 1 engine to California, I think the last three years straight. So we have the opportunity to go out uh, on the engine as well. Our wildland team is about 30 people, and the only requirement is that you are not on probation. So if you're First year probationary firefighter, you're not eligible to join the wildland team. After that, uh, we're accepting applicants. To expand on the previous question, could you offer any advice for later rounds of interviewing as well? Yeah. The only thing I would add is prepare, prepare, prepare. You've got to practice videotape yourself. It's extremely humbling to watch yourself on tape. Um, it's not about what you know about the Kirkland Fire Department. It's not about what you know about the city of Kirkland. It's about what you are able to share about yourself. That's, that is really the goal is how well can you tell us about yourself? And maybe like a small nugget that I could give you all is just with your answers, if you can kind of think about what we're looking for or what you think like a good firefighter would be um, and uh, tying why that attribute you're talking about or what skill or strength you have would make you a good firefighter. Sometimes tying that and understanding what the job is about is, is helpful and, and can 
kind of put a cherry on top of a good answer. Yeah, I would, I'd agree with that 100%. Um, you know, like we mentioned, we're not looking for people with firefighting experience, but you should have some general knowledge of what the job entails. So relaying that back to whatever you're doing now and showing that you do know and you have something that can be relatable back to the job. How much does the Department of Kirkland Value Staying Physically Fit is exercising on shift and courage? Uh, yes, we, we value physical fitness uh, quite a bit here in Kirkland. I think uh, generally speaking, we're a very fit uh, fire department. Um, yeah, a lot of crews work out together. We strongly encourage you working out every shift. Falls and training, we, we provide time every- How would you describe Kirkland Fire Department as a leader in the region? Uh, we do have people that come all over for classes and we send people to different departments to help teach classes. So and it's not just our water rescue, you know, our technical rescue guys are part of the zone. They go and teach for other departments. And I think all of our instructors are really well valued within the region. And then, you know, along with that, we're definitely leading with ideas and growth, um, you know, we're always trying new things and and uh, experimenting and seeing if it works. I mean, a, a good example of that is this last you know COVID season where we were one of the first cities to get hit big with uh, with the outbreak, and uh, we were I mean a pretty big leader in the response uh, to that, and and we provided a lot of training and procedure models uh, to King County and and outside of that area also. Um, so. How long is the academy and what type of training can be anticipated? Uh, it's like six months, right, Chief? And EMT and firefighting skills. I don't know if you want to add more to that. Okay. Uh, what is staffing like and is there cross-staffing on fire apparatus and ambulances? So currently right now we run cross-staffed ambulance and engines or cross-staffed ambulance and ladder truck. Uh, part of the growth and why we're hiring so many people is we are going to have dedicated ambulances, at least two of the stations. So it just depends on where you're working. If you would be rotating between an engine and an ambulance or if you'd be cross-staffed between the engine and the ambulance. Okay, I'm gonna take the last one. Will the topics or focus change in the second and third round interviews? No, the, the focus is on you as an individual and how, how well you communicate, how engaged you are, how much energy you bring to the room, how well you connect um, the answers to your, or the questions and your answers to your life experience and, and are able to give examples of when you failed and you what you learned or when you succeeded and what you learned. Um, the focus doesn't change. The questions may vary slightly, but generally speaking, all three rounds are behavioral-based interviews and it's all about you. Tell us about you and tell us about what you've learned in life. Um, so with that, we are quickly at the end of our hour. Um, I'm gonna let uh, Anna, Lieutenant Hernandez and Captain Lim uh, have the floor for a moment for closing comments, and then I will wrap up uh, our hour together. So, Anna.
All right, sorry, my mute button wasn't working. Um, thank you. Yeah, the there's only a couple of things I'd really, I guess, want to tail off of um, what the officers were saying about leadership and things that we like about the department. Me as an admin, um, I started here almost five years ago, and I actually I had to beat 170 other people to get the entry level job myself. So um, I kind of know where you're all at. Um, one of the biggest things that I thoroughly appreciate and admire about our department compared to other surrounding departments um, is the, the our leadership, our administration, our city gives us a lot of freedom to go after and do and try to implement what we want to implement in the department, whether you're an admin, you're a brand new firefighter, or you've been a BC for a while. Um, we're given a lot of leeway and a lot of freedom, but with that freedom comes responsibility and the accountability that goes along with it. If you're able to be humble and take accountability for whatever it did or didn't go right or wrong, uh, that's that's something that as an admin, I appreciate it and our crew members and our officers. And it's something that will serve you time and time again in the department as you grow as a firefighter. Um, so be humble, stay accountable, if you're going to take on responsibility, own it. And uh, yeah, that's all I had to say. Yeah, if you're uh, new to this process, just know that it, you know it's a long, well, one, just this year, it's a long process for this first step. But, uh, you know, not everyone, not most people don't get hired on their first interview. I mean, some do, but uh, likely this will be a, a multi-year process for you if you're new to this. Uh, just want to encourage you to stick with it. It is uh, well worth uh, the, the journey to get there. Uh, this job is amazing and uh, serving your community and working on a team with other uh, great people is just, it is it really is a, a dream job and well worth the work that you're putting in. So practice, work on it. Um, look forward to, to seeing you all uh, in these upcoming panels. Yeah, I, same same as what Captain Lim was saying. I just reiterate, it's a great career. And if you don't make it past this first round, uh, don't get discouraged. Come back, try again, uh, test as many times as you can. Don't think if you don't get a job within the first year or the first two years that it's never going to happen for you because we routinely will see people um, not do well the first time they see us, come back the next year, do amazing, get a job, it's great. So it's really rewarding. Uh, practice whenever you can, do mock interviews whenever you can, try and do mock interviews with people that you don't know. It's a lot different to do a mock interview in front of your friends than it is to do an interview in front of people you don't know. So if you can find somebody at work that can maybe set you up with a couple of different people, uh, try that and you can go online, you can find lots of different interview questions that you may or may not see again. And uh, lastly, I'm shocked nobody asked the question, are mustaches okay at the interview? But yes, they are. Uh, just make sure that they are manicured and they look professional. That's all I have. Uh, thank you, Lieutenant Hernandez. So again, follow Anna's directions. Um, she will be putting out the directions. Make sure that you do what is asked of you. Remember, there is no one right answer for any question or any person, but there are desirable elements. We wanna know about you, your life experiences and how you can apply those to the fire department. So with that, thank you very much for spending your afternoon with us and best of luck in the process.